You're listening to Men of Abundance, episode 147, with Eddie Baller. Today, we're going to help you find a date. Well, actually, we're going to help you find your confidence, which then will help you find a date. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What up, what up, all of you amazing, abundant leaders out there. I am Wally Carmichael, your founder and host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community. Today, we are talking about confidence. And when you get your confidence right, man, everything else just comes together. If you're looking for a date, which we talk about in this conversation, it's going to help you with that. If you're looking for a promotion, if you're looking to improve your business, if you're looking to start a business, if you're looking to do anything that you've lacked confidence in thus far, hopefully we're going to have a conversation today that's going to help you gain confidence and build your confidence, or you're going to end up working with Eddie and he's going to show you how to build some confidence. In either case, this is a very important conversation for us to have. And men, you know this, other men want to hear this conversation too. So do not be selfish. Be the opposite of selfish. Be the opposite of scarcity. Be abundant in your life today and pay it forward by sharing this episode with everyone you come in contact with. Share it on your Facebook feed. Share it on Twitter. Share it wherever you are on social media so that other men can find this conversation. And don't forget the ladies. Share it with the ladies as well. Some of them want to gain some of this confidence, but also they have men in their lives that need to gain this level of confidence. So do them all a favor and make sure you share this episode. Also, if you're not already subscribed to Men of Abundance, either on your favorite podcast player or on iTunes, do that so that you don't miss a single episode of Men of Abundance. Now I'm going to introduce Eddie to you real quick, but don't forget to hang around at the end where I'm going to share my thoughts about this conversation. And then you can share your thoughts either in the show notes at menofabundance.com forward slash 147 or men, you can join our private Facebook community, the Men of Abundance community, where we can have this conversation and continue these conversations about gaining confidence, having a much better relationship with your wife, with your kids, having a better relationship with your coworkers and your boss and your subordinates, those that work for you. We are having those kind of conversations and many other conversations that us men just have to have in the privacy of our own group. That's why I created the Men of Abundance community so that we can have these conversations about living a life of abundance and getting out of the scarcity mindset so you can finally break through and have the life that you know you deserve. And men, you can gain access to the Men of Abundance community by going to menofabundance.com forward slash members or just click on the members only tab at the top of any one of the pages at menofabundance.com. I look forward to seeing you there. All right, our featured guest today is Eddie Baller. He is a personal development and dating coach for men. He helps guys to crush personal obstacles to become the kind of men women desire and men respect. As a guy who started out with social anxiety, health problems, and depression, Eddie knows what it takes to grow as a man and overcome life's challenges. You can learn much more about Eddie Baller at conquerandwin.com. 
www.eddieballer.com. Men, it is my honor to introduce you to Eddie Baller. Eddie, welcome to Men of Abundance, man. How you doing? I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me on. Oh, my pleasure. And again, uh, as we were talking during the pre-show, I apologize for the confusion. We both have so much going on in our lives right now. I had to reschedule. You were gracious enough to uh, reschedule, and here we are finally having this conversation. Yeah, no, it's good to connect. You have a great site and a great uh, podcast going on. Yeah, I appreciate that, really. Uh, where are you at in the world? I'm in Vancouver, Canada. Vancouver. I have not been to Canada yet. Um, do look forward to it. This is a good spot in the summer, except for right now it's been uh, very smoky because of some fire, wildfires on the interior. Not 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 too close to Vancouver, but all the smoke's blown over here, so it's been looking uh, pretty dreary, like I guess a uh, bad air quality for a little while. Yeah, yeah, that's frustrating too because uh, we don't get a whole lot of that out here, but I grew up in, in Phoenix and we used to get those brush fires all the time. They can be pretty scary. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad they're not over here, but we're we're still getting the uh, effects from all the fires on the interior yeah. of the BC, of BC. Yeah, I get that. So before we get too much into this show, Eddie, I really like to start out with an attitude of gratitude. What do you have to be grateful for today? Family, family, great girlfriend, um, and a business. So just, uh, just you know, keeping uh, maintaining good connections with everyone that I know. Wonderful. Yeah, that's very important. Absolutely. So before we got started here, I kind of went over your brief bio and a little bit about what you are doing, what you're doing professionally. And it does kind of touch on what you're doing personally as well, because, you you know, it kind of relates to who you are. But here on Men of Abundance, we really like to get to know the man behind the abundance. So if you would share a little little bit more personal information with us and, and let's get personal. Sure, let's do it. So just tell us a little bit more about you. Tell us a little bit about yourself that the average person may or may not know at this point that kind of led up to where you're at today. Okay, well, like you said, um, what I do is kind of integral with uh, who I am. Like everything developed from, it started off from a a point where I I was, I had a lot of social anxiety, I had depression, uh, lack of social skills. I I was a very negative person. This is my early 20s. And uh, in my late teens, you know, I, I suffered from pretty de- bad depression, thought it was suicide, all that kind of stuff, right? And but then I was like, well, this sucks. I want to have a good life. I want to feel good. I want to meet women. You know, a major driver, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, wanted to figure out how to do that. So the first thing I did was to abandon my old social circle. Maybe I'm going down a, a different uh, thread here, but I abandoned my old social circle because I knew, I didn't know too much, but I knew that if I stayed around the same negative influences, I was not going to change and I needed some space to grow. Um, and so from that from that point onwards, I just kept working on myself. And so I'm 38 now, it's been 18 years, I guess you could say, working on myself, personal development, uh, working on uh, being good at dating with women and uh, social connections in general. Yeah, I dig that. And I was looking at your website, too, when we first got uh, started talking and, and stuff. And you've got conquerandwin.com. And I really dig what you have going on there because it completely resonates with who I am as a man. Now, I've been married for 24 years, almost 25 years. So I haven't That's been great. on the prowl for a woman in quite some time and don't mm-hmm. plan on it anytime soon. But the rest yeah. of the stuff that you talk about in Conquer and Win, uh, about becoming a confident man, refining social skills, you know, the getting dates part, a lot of guys are out there. A lot of the listeners are men of abundance. Many of them are single by divorce or had never been married. Uh, and they're looking for to find a great woman and find a great relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah so um, I really dig what you have going on over there. No, thank you. Yeah, no, it's, it's 
I kind of, um, and the reason for anybody wondering what conquer and win is, it's it's about conquering life's challenges and 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 winning, right? Winning at the things you want in life, um, because I think even in dating, because dating is a major focus for my business and, and with the kind of content I make. But even in dating, if you're a man, if something's not going right in your dating life, it probably reflects in on other areas of your life, right? There's certain things in a man's foundation that you might have to work on, certain skills or experience that he should uh, seek and not just focus on like getting uh, gimmicks or tricks. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Very great point. And, and you know, you talk a lot about your personal life and your business life, and that's where you help people out, out quite a bit from what I'm seeing. And it really does relate because relationships at the end of the day, you know, rather it's relationships with personal you know, your your potential girlfriend or just people in your life, it kind of relates the same way in business as well. And it really gauges, like you were talking about just now, kind of gauges what your where your success is going to go in life. Well, exactly. It's true. It comes down to your own personal character, right? Everything you do applies to your character. It's kind of like our character is sort of a blueprint for our behavior, but at the same time, we're also building it, building our character with everything we do. So it's kind of a, a, a reverse feedback loop there. And it could be positive or it can be negative. So let's get into that a little bit um, as far as character is concerned. Now, everybody's character is a little bit different, but what specifically about the character is makes it more conducive with finding the right relationships rather in personal life or in business? Well, in terms of relationships uh, in our personal life or even in business, it, it all comes down to, um, or a lot of it comes down to not being needy, like not being desperate for the things we want. Like when a man is really desperate for a woman, very often he's in a repeller. It's kind of like an opposite effect. Like we want her so badly that she that she's like you. Like you know, <laughs> why why is this guy so so into me? Like, um, and that, that kind of applies to other areas in our life too. Like in, in business, like if, if you're too desperate, let's say in a coaching business, like in like a mine, if I'm too desperate for a client, uh, then the person, the man I'm talking to, is not going really going to work with me because like, well, why does this guy want this business so bad? Like, um, you know, I thought he was uh, important, <laughs> right? <laughs> Um, so not, not being desperate is a really big aspect, a really big aspect of that to, uh, getting more greater abundance in our lives. Cause it, and it, it can be hard too when you're starting and you don't have certain aspects of abundance you want. Maybe you don't have, um, a lot of women interested in you or, or you don't have a lot of money. It's, it's from, from starting from that place is kind of like, it's kind of going backwards. Like you have to have the mindset first before you start getting all the abundance from, you know, either socially or financially. Yeah, absolutely. You definitely hit the nail on the head there. Is It really is all about mindset. And I'm finding this, I already knew this as I started this whole podcast and this whole abundance journey. And the more people that I talk to time and time again, over and over, the people that are successful in whatever it is that they're doing, and it doesn't relate to financial, if they want to be, you know, whatever it is in life, number one is the mindset always the mind they always come back and realize that it was the mindset and those that are struggling they just struggle with the whole mindset piece about well i have to i I have you have the skills you can have all the skills in the world you can have all the information in the world and you do you have it at your fingertips on your smartphone but Mm -hmm. the people that are making the difference is and the people that are seeing success are the ones who have the mindset and the skills and the knowledge and the information 
Yeah, it's a complete package. You need everything. Um, and it's also at the same time, it's it's something you have to develop simultaneously. Like you, your mindset, your mindset is going to be changing while you change your own personal character through your actions. So like the things you do, you're going to start getting um, you're, you're going to get feedback from the people you deal with or from your, your interactions, um, successes and failures. They're going to tell you something about yourself. And the way you deal with that is going to change the, the way you think. But you could, but it can go either way, though. Like you could, like a, a, the same, a man in the same situation could take it negatively and get a take on a bad mindset and develop a worse mindset, or a man uh, can develop a good one and actually uh, start prospering. Yeah, very interesting. You know, and it's kind of funny in that there's different scenarios where I can always remember back in high school when I wanted that particular girl, and as soon as I started dating somebody else that you know i just yeah this you know I, I like her it's cool and we'll start dating and stuff like that but there was this one girl that i wanted and she just seemed unobtainable and as soon as i started dating my mind was off of that relationship because i was focused on this relationship that i'm in now and at that point in time is when the other girl would start finding interest in me or even other girls would start finding interest in me. Mm-hmm. And I found the same thing to happen in my professional life when I wanted to, when I was in the military and I wanted to get promoted to master sergeant and I was a sergeant first class for like 10 years. Well, about, mm-hmm. about, um, I don't know, six or seven years in, I said, you know what? I'm just, I'm not even going to focus on that anymore. I'm just going to focus on getting my job done, taking care of my soldiers and my subordinates and doing it to the best of my ability and not even be concerned about getting promoted. I'm done with that. Next thing I know, I got promoted. And huh. it's so does that have any role as far as what you're talking about and the, and the clients that you worked with? Oh, totally. Yeah, it comes back to neediness and, and just having the right, you know, having a mindset where you're not desperate for these kind of things. You you let them happen. It's and I don't want to make it sound like you just kind of sit back and then, you know, all this like great stuff comes your way. Uh, it's almost like that, but not quite. You still got to do the work. You just don't want to be desperate for the the outcome. Right, exactly. And to point out what I was doing with the professional side anyway is is look, you know, um, I was doing the, I was doing the work. I was working even harder because I wasn't focused on that promotion. I was really working just to get the job done and get it done well. Mm-hmm. And with the personal relationship, I was in a relationship, I guess, which showed the other girls that I was capable of having a relationship. I'm just, you know, throwing it out there. I don't even know uh, the whole dynamic of it, but I just find it very interesting. Yeah, well, you made yourself more valuable too because you were off the market. So that's another another factor there. Factor there within uh, dating, um, we we all want the things we can't have, or there where there's very little of it available. Yeah, very good point. Absolutely. So you know, here I'm in of abundance as well as we were talking about during the pre-show. We really like to get into that kick in the gut moment, and this is a time that. I've found that many people that are doing anything significant in their life, many times it, it all got started because of some sort of a kick in the gut moment, a, a you know significant emotional event in their life. I would love for you to share one of those kick in the gut moments with us and really make us feel that. I guess when I first started my uh, entire journey uh, back when I think I was about 20 years old maybe, and I just remember sitting uh, sitting somewhere outside of a school and just feeling extremely depressed. Like it's, it's hard to put into words. There's like a, a deep sinking feeling in the chest where you just were absolute hopelessness. And it wasn't, you know, it, it was just, uh, it was pure depression. It wasn't because I wasn't, I wasn't in a bad situation, didn't have a bad family and wasn't starving, like nothing like that. It just, it was something internal to me, something that uh, I'm not sure how it came about, um, but it was, it was a very negative time in my life. And when I had that 
extremely bad deep sinking feeling in my chest i just thought like you know that's enough like i can't i can't handle this anymore i want to i want to be happy right and uh and i knew that i had like i mentioned my friends before i had this you have that kind of um uh, echo chamber where you're talking about the same things all the time and you're you know you're bouncing ideas off each other but it's always the same ideas well for me and my friends back then it was always about how people sucked it was always about how everything sucks everything's too expensive rich people suck you know everything <laughs> everything sucks and uh so this is you know when i go hang out with them this is what we talk about we talk about how everything sucks and then you know after having one of those conversations it, it affects you you leave thinking about how everything sucks you wake up in the morning everything's kind of dreary like even it's almost like you you get a a negative negativity hangover after hanging out with people like this you wake up the mor- next morning you're still negative or like oh like geez you know that was a, a rough night <laughs> but, but it, it was just from these conversations these continuous uh horrible conversations and um i i you know it, it's tough to leave your your only friends and you you think they're you like them but um in that situation i thought well okay this is this is the end of the line i'm, I'm going to be a different person now I, I started reading like tony robbins kind of stuff uh, and this stopped hanging out with my friend. Like, you know, no, no big break. I just stopped calling them, stopped uh, messaging them, and they, they eventually stopped uh, calling me. And, uh, you know, when it was obvious I was no longer available, and uh, then I was like, okay, well, what the hell do I do now? Because <laughs> now it's like being a man on an island, and I'm like, okay, well, I don't even know how to make friends now. So there was a lot to learn, but the the that deep um, – that pain that was coming from inside was a really big driver. I just had enough of everything. Yeah, I get that. So what did you do next? Uh, at that point, well, I started kind of experimenting, I guess, trying to figure out how to make friends, how to meet women. Um, I started, you know, uh, making attempts to uh, ask out girls who were associated with me through through other connections. Um, had some success. And then just kind of branched out from there. Then my, you know, working on my health, physical health was a really big one as well because I also had health problems, which really, uh, really um, made the whole depression thing a lot worse, right? Uh, health problems don't help you in any area of your life. So I started dealing with my health problems. I started exercising, started going to the, the gym, lifting weights. Uh, I was running as well. Uh, the physical fitness and work, and also eating healthier food made a really big difference because I, I was not involved in any kind of fitness before that uh, period of time uh, and I didn't really feed myself well like um, so that started changing slowly over time and I saw that had a major effect and uh, just kind of along the way I just kept trying to like find things that worked better or you know if if I if I was still negative or or for things weren't working out the way I wanted them to work out I was I try to figure out why why is that not working out and I was always trying something new to make things work better in my life yeah like what can you share an example of that uh, let's see. What would be like something specific? Uh, well, for for example, with my health. So the health was it was a really major one, and I, I had to get that taken care of. It, it turned out to be a thyroid issue. I had a slow thyroid, which in itself can cause depression, right? But even before I actually showed other symptoms of um, of uh, the thyroid issue, uh, depression was there. But I'm not sure if that was uh, related at the time. So I'm like, okay, well, how do I fix my thyroid? So I went to a lot of doctors. Uh, none of them were helpful at all. They were completely useless. Um, in fact, before I even found out my thyroid had a problem, I went to many doctors because I was feeling sick all the time. And I was like, why do I have this extremely like horrible um, uh, uh, exhaustion? And, and I know depression will cause uh, fatigue as well, but this was like beyond the scope of like it just it was it was a very hard, very strange fatigue. I can't even describe it. It was just like the energy was sucked out of my muscles. I had just no no muscle energy. 
um, when I coped with that for a long time. And so I went to a lot of doctors. Nobody would even bother checking into it until finally I, I ran to this uh, this lady, this uh, female doctor, who um, seemed like she cared, and that that helped in itself. I was like, wow, this doctor actually cares. And so she she looked at me with concerned look in her face, told her all the symptoms, the depression, like everything. And she's like, you know, it sounds like a thyroid problem. I'm like, wow, that that, that would be a, a new. Uh, new direction here let's go let's find out about that so got blood tests find it was a thyroid problem and then um after that unfortunately it was more 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 of a rocky path with other doctors who also were useless uh went to a specialist put me on medication for a few months didn't work um he took well it didn't work that he took me off the medication without, without actually changing my state i still felt like crap obviously the dose needed to be adjusted but he's like oh yeah well the test looks fine so you're off uh even though i was still feeling horrible so I so at that point I'm like okay well I, I still have to fix my health I, I still feel terrible what do I do so I kept working on diet kept exercising uh, finally I discovered a, a supplement to help me and uh, then after that point it, you know it, things started really clearing up around probably around the time I was uh, 25 years old. Yeah, that, I get that. That's really interesting that you bring that up because we've had several conversations here on men of abundance and some with recently with a pharmacist actually who now does he's more into natural health than he is to subscribing pharmaceuticals and stuff and mm -hmm. you know medicine is a practice and a lot of people think that the you know doctors are the end-all be-all and there are some very very great doctors out there I've been in the medical mm -hmm. field for many years and I know some very great doctors but it's a practice and, and, yeah, you know, and you got to realize that and you always have to do your own research it's funny because every time my wife has a doctor and he's a good friend of mine as well. I've worked with him. And he always knows when Tracy's coming to an appointment, he better be ready because mm -hmm. she does her research ahead of time in depth. And mm -hmm. she knows, you know, many times and she'll let him talk. And then after she, well, did you think about this? And did you think about that type of thing? So, and I realize not everybody has that kind of time, but we just really make time to, to do stuff like that in our life. And I'm, and you know, I'm glad that it finally got figured out. And for the listeners out there, you know, if you got some depression going on and you got some ailments and you can't figure out what the issue is, first thing I say is get some blood work done. Find out what's going on with you in your blood. Find out if anything like a thyroid problem can be uh, diagnosed. And then start looking for, um, you know, some nutritionists and some other avenues to combat that and to help yourself out. I agree 100%. That, that's a great place to start if somebody for a man who has depression is uh, get the blood work done first to see if it's not an actual physical ailment and it's not just, you know, uh, pure negativity. It could be uh, it could be a bad thyroid. It could be other things, too. Um, even a, a friend of my mother's uh, changed her life when she started taking thyroid medication because uh, she was, you know, same thing, depressed, feeling tired all the time, all these different symptoms. Uh, there's a long list of symptoms for a slow thyroid. And uh, she ended up getting on the, obviously the right dosage of, of thyroid medication, and it just changed her life. She was back to life, like came from back from the dead and uh, living uh, living well. Excellent. Well, I know we're short here on time, Eddie, and I would like to really quick get a good news story, and then we're going to get into the pay it forward round really quick. So, can you share us a good news story that you've had with one of your clients? You don't have to share any names or anything like that, but just some way that you helped a, a guy in his life in dating or business or you know whichever one you think is fit for the uh, conversation. Yeah, there was a client of mine. Um, and, you know, speaking of negativity earlier, client of mine I had for a number of months. Um, who he did? I don't think he realized it either. But he, he did realize it later. Later on, 
uh, that how negative he was. He didn't know how negative he was. And, and he, he thought his problem was just not being able to get a girlfriend or not being able to meet girls. And that, sure, there's an aspect of that. And, you know, uh, getting some courage to be able to walk up to somebody and ask them out for a date, just asking a complete stranger and not knowing the outcome. Uh, that takes something in and of itself. But he also had a lot of issues of negativity and his friends were also very negative. It's kind of like one of those those uh, echo chambers again where, you know, you put up an idea and they get shot down right away. Oh, that'll never work. That'll never work. You know, if, if you're ever with people like that, uh, you know, with some exceptions, somebody might be just being realistic and, uh, you know, you want to listen to good friends. But in many cases, people are like, that'll never work. That'll, you know, if, they're, if they shoot down every single idea because it's something new and, and uh, unfamiliar to them, you might want to analyze your uh, social circle. But in any case, that, that was his social circle, you know, even when he told them the idea of coming to a dating coach, my, coming to myself, uh, they're like, that'll never work. And, you know, I, they even made a, a, a bet, which um, the friend lost it bet for like a dinner. He bet them, he bet him he wouldn't even be able to get a phone number. Like we, we started off a little boot camp on a weekend and he's like, oh, you're not going to even be able to get a phone number. Of course, he gets a bunch of numbers. He's like, okay, well, fine. But it still is not going to work. And, uh, <laughs> and but, you know, I do long-term programs, right? Because it takes time to to change things. It takes time to change a mindset and to develop uh, lifestyle habits and actually uh, develop, you know, social skills as well. So I'm doing this three-month program with him. And the whole time, it's like playing that whack-a-mole, like negativity whack-a-mole, because he always put up these negative ideas. He'd always say how things won't work. What about this? What about that? Like, you know, just being very closed um, during the training. I just had like, you know, whacking that, that, that these uh, ideas which popped up every every single training session. But after a number of months, after a couple of months, it started changing. All of a sudden, he stopped putting out these negative ideas. He stopped st- saying about how things won't work or how if he went to talk to that girl, it won't work or this or that. And all of a sudden, you know, um, no, no coincidence, uh, women started reacting better to him. Women started actually being interested in him, smiling when he went and talked to them. And he, he finished the program uh, with a girlfriend which is great. Actually, a, a woman, he wasn't even, he, he wasn't even going to talk to her, but I like, no, you go talk to her. And he did. And he ended up in a relationship with her. So that's uh, I guess that's good news right there. Yeah, that is a great news. And what I get out of that anyway, is that, you know, when you said it, it takes time, it takes time to, I call it enhancing your mindset. You're, you're changing the way you think a little bit, but he, you, you greatly enhanced his mindset and slowly got him away from that instant, replay that was in his head he was you were changing the tape that was in his head to immediately react to a conversation just the way his friends did that's not going to work it's never worked for me in the past all these type of negative thoughts come into his head and you eventually got to the point to where you were changing that recording that was continuously playing in his head which is really cool Oh, exactly. Yeah. It's like continuous uh, corrections, right? Every time he puts out the negative idea, I'm like, no, this is, and then I, you know, explain why. I'm just not just like, no, but <laughs> I had to correct it. I correct it every time uh, these ideas were popping out. Things, and these are things that are holding him back. They were keeping him from getting into the kind of relationship he wanted. They were keeping him from gaining the kind of courage he needed to uh, go approach a woman in the first place. And uh, at the end of the program, besides getting a girlfriend, he also realized, like, wow, my friends are really negative. <laughs> well, yeah, because mm-hmm. you were too. And uh, he, he started talking about expanding his social circle. So now it went beyond just women he, because he, cha- he actually changed a part of his character. Now he wanted to reach out to uh, other guys who are also very positive or, or successful or trying to become successful because he realized that now he was different than the, the friends he, you know, the friends he's, he's with. He, the, the guy he was when he started the program wasn't the same guy at the end of the program. And he now he wanted to, to uh, improve his life further. 
Man, that's powerful. I dig it. And I love watching that transformation in guys that I had talked to. Very cool. So, Eddie, at this point, we're going to pay it forward to our abundant leaders. You ready to do that? Sure, let's do it. Excellent. So give men of abundance one to three actionable steps that they can take today. Okay. So actionable steps, stuff that's practical in the real world. And it, this is going to really depend on what they want to accomplish. But let's uh, let's focus on dating here for, for one example. But it can apply to other things as well. Um, let's say if you're a single man and you're tired of being single, you've been single for a long time and you want to make a change, you want to start dating, get into a relationship or marriage, whatever it may be, uh, obviously it all starts with the first simple step. So the first thing you can do is just start making yourself more social in general. Like, you know, you know, talking to women, that's great. You're going to have to do that too. But start being more social in general instead of just focusing 100% on women. When you get up in the morning, you're walking down the street to, you know, go into your car, you're walking to work or school, whatever it may be. Say, say hello to the people or say, say good morning to the people who pass by you in the first thing in the morning because that gets you out of your head. It starts making you social first thing in the morning right away, right? Because if you, if you can't even say good morning to somebody uh, as you're walking by or say hi, you're not going to have any chance in hell of talking to somebody who intimidates you because you're attracted to them, right? Mm-hmm. So, so you start with that step right there. The second thing we do uh, for, for being just expanding uh, yourself to be more social is get into real conversations in whatever, um, like if you're shopping, shopping situations, it could be buying a coffee, you're at the grocery store, it doesn't matter what you're buying. Get into uh, what I call a mini conversation with the, the, the checkout girl, right, or the uh, barista. And it could be male or female, it doesn't matter, but because again, the point is to be more social. You want to get really good at making observations so you it could be uh something about them it could be something about the environment something that happened during the day even the weather something as mundane as the weather but you want to make a, like a real comment a real observation about that like somebody's wearing a, a interesting ring you might like, might be like well that's a really interesting ring you're wearing you're wearing uh where do you get it it looks like it's uh, venezuelan maybe or for nicaragua uh, it has a latin feel to it right whatever it is doesn't matter you you don't even have to be accurate it's just whatever you feel about that item and then that's that's going to get them into the conversation even if there's a lineup behind you you just make the comment uh they'll respond you have a little bit of a chit chat it could be like a 10 second conversation or 15 second conversation you just want to get into the habit of making these observations everywhere you go making a comment and get and you'll some of these conversations will, will actually turn into dates in the case where you know you want to get a date uh, and other ones could turn into friendships and, and, and on a on a general basis it's just going to be you being more social you're going to feel more connected to other people not so isolated by yourself and it's going to kind of just make everything a little bit more cheery right we're social animals and I've seen studies where people actually felt better just from talking to strangers on the commute to work like uh, on the uh, subway or whatnot right so those those first two steps are, are a great way to start getting social. And uh, if you're a single man and you want to meet a woman, right, you just have to start working on your being more social in general. Afterwards, you're going to obviously have to tackle uh, trying to meet women directly. And that's going to be uh, some more steps there. But, you know, start with the two, first two simplest things. Very cool. I dig it. What daily habits make up the biggest impact in your life, Eddie? Absolutely. Or sorry, in, in my life? Yes. Okay, I thought you said in <laughs> daily habits make the biggest thing, but yeah, they do. Um, in, in my life, uh, having a regular schedule, because I work for myself, uh, getting up at the same time, uh, 
working out first thing in the morning, it probably has the biggest impact of all because no matter how I feel, even if I went to bed too late, I'm tired, maybe there was some something negative going on, something I'm working on or, or dealing with that I don't like and it might be on my mind. No matter what, I've never had a workout where I didn't feel better afterwards, right? It, it gets me charged up, you know, get a little bit of a muscle pump and uh, it makes the rest of the day better, right? So ha having a good morning routine is probably the best uh, daily habit anybody could adopt for, for, for starters, right? And for me, uh, getting up, having some water, and then uh, having a, uh, you know, lifting some weights. I have weights in my room, so uh, I don't even have to commute anywhere, but, you know, you can go to a gym as well. But starting that exercise routine the first thing in the morning is a great way to get your blood pumping and feel better. It doesn't matter um, how you felt when you first woke up. You, you know, you could really, really feel like not working out. Uh, after your workout, you're like, yeah, I actually feel pretty good now. And I, I, like I said, I've never had a workout where I didn't feel better after, no matter how I started. Yeah, I don't care much for going to the gym personally. That's why I have my weights and everything that I do right on my back lanai. And it's right there. Oh, perfect. I generally do it in the morning or I can do it with my little guy, you know, throughout the day or whatever. That's just my preference. So what are you That's reading? Awesome. Or, yeah, it, I, I think so anyway. So what are you reading or listening to that you would recommend to our abundant leaders and why? I just uh, finished listening to an audio book, uh, and I'm going to screw up the name here unless I can uh, look it up. It's like deep. It's about deep work. I think yeah. if somebody uh, somebody Google's deep work, that that this guy is going to come up. I just finished the audio book. I just don't know. I can't remember his name. Um, but it, it it was a really um, about distractions in our lives and how to like eliminate certain distractions, including social media, uh, you know, your phone beeping at you and always having to be running or even email, looking at email too much can be very detrimental to our, our attention span. And it can ruin like really quality focused work and not just quality focused work, but it can also ruin our free time as well. If we're always like checking back on our phone or, you know, uh, giving into little distractions which we which we um, habituate ourselves to right we we make a daily habit of uh, of giving into these distractions and it really lowers the quality of our of our attention spans and uh, our work and our free time in general yeah that's a great great book really good book it comes highly recommended by many very um, productive and very successful people that's uh, Cal Newport is the author of deep work and it's a great book there you go. Yeah, no, I, I loved it. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Just finished this morning, and uh, I've already started applying some of his uh, ideas and principles, and it's made a difference already. Yeah, yeah, very simple stuff to to apply as well. And it's some of those things. <laughs> it's some of those things that you read about, and you and you go, you know what? That's too simple. Why didn't I think yeah. about that? But sometimes that's what you need a coach for. That's the whole purpose for getting a coach and reading other people's stories and and getting the books because sometimes you know what? It is the simple things. We just forget about them. Oh, exactly. Like even like uh, my suggestion for saying hi to people in the morning, first thing in the morning, like, like what does that mean? If everybody at some point in their life has probably said good morning or probably said hi to some random stranger. Um, and, you know, it's not life changing. But when you do this stuff on a daily basis, when you make it a habit, these small things add up. They really do. Absolutely. So what do you feel holds most people back from living a life of true abundance? Self-doubt. I think people feel like if they if they branch out from what they're already doing, uh, they're going to fail. They're going to look bad, um, and uh, you know nobody likes humiliation. And uh, there's also a lot. Of, I don't know if that's um, probably ties together, but but laziness too. And I've I've experienced plenty of laziness myself. Like I, I know that's why that's why having a routine is really good and being on a schedule and uh, also eliminating distractions so you can actually get into that deep work. Um, but yeah, just distractions, laziness, and fear—just a fear of failure. 
Yeah, absolutely. So what does living a life of abundance mean to you, Eddie? It's living a quality, living to a certain quality standard, right? Whatever that may be. Like, and I, I think a lot of people also don't realize, let's say somebody's making $2,000 a month, uh, a month, not very much. They don't realize that if they increase their income by only an extra thousand a month, uh, that would actually change their, the quality of li- their life quite substantially, right? Like an extra thousand dollars, not not a lot, but when you're only making two thousand, you increase to three thousand. You know, you can increase your quality of life uh, quite quickly, mm-hmm. right? And it doesn't take that much effort. You know, it takes some effort. You have to do something different, but making these little gains can increase our, our qualities of life quite substantially. So it really, you know. For myself personally, it's it's having a good uh, good relationship with my girlfriend, good relationship with my family, and being able being able to do what I want to do, like being able to go on road trips and travel and uh, and you know listen to interesting books like Deep Work, just having a lot of uh, quality free time. Right, absolutely. So we're going to close this up, Eddie. What did we not talk about that you'd like to ensure that our abundant leaders get out of our conversation? I think we covered a lot of bases here. Um, as I mentioned, I'm a dating coach, so uh, dating and personal development or a confidence coach, as I like to call it as well. So any men who need help with the confidence, whether that's for uh, their personal life or at work, uh, because these things are all interconnected. You know, If you have the confidence to walk up to an attractive woman and say hi, it's gonna give you more courage also to ask for a raise or go for a different job, right? Um, nothing we do is really isolated. None of our behavior is really isolated. Um, I think it's uh, Jim Rohn who said it, uh, the way we do one thing is the way we do everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, any any men who need a confidence boost or a boost in courage, uh, they can go to conquerwind.com, check out my blog there. And if any men who are interested in coaching uh, because they want uh, direct personal support, they can uh, contact me there as well. Excellent. Thanks for sharing that. I uh, mentioned the website at the beginning of the show in the uh, pre-show, but we will have all of that linked up in the show notes at menofabundance.com. And man, it's been a great conversation. I'm glad we finally connected. It was the conversation went exactly as I expected it would. I got a lot out of it. I know our abundant leaders will certainly get much out of it. And if any of you guys want to comment, just go to menofabundance.com. Look for the episode and comment down below. I truly appreciate your time, Eddie. And uh, man, just have an amazing rest of the weekend. Aloha. Yeah, you too, Wallace. Thank you very much. I uh, really enjoy the show. Excellent. All right, man. Here's how I personally relate to this conversation when it comes to confidence. I remember many years ago when I was a teenager, I had a friend of mine who had a little bit of anxiety when it came to talking to women, just about any woman, and especially a woman that he felt attracted to and wanted to talk to. And many guys are like this. Many, many guys are like this. And I was that guy who really never had an issue talking with women, even one that I was attracted to. Sure, I'd have a little bit of anxiety and I would be, you know, self-conscious and think, well, maybe she's not going to dig me. But ultimately, I was very bold. I was always kind of bold in that regard. So I was always the guy that if I knew one of my friends liked somebody, uh, I would just walk up to a complete stranger and it was easy to say, hey, you know, my friend likes you. That's easy, right? I mean, who could, and just about any of you could do that. But it was because of the perspective that I had that when I walked up to her, it wasn't anything that I needed from her. There was nothing that I wanted from this woman, from this young lady. So there was no rejection there, right? I wasn't the one getting rejected. If anybody was getting rejected, it was going to be my friend. So it was easy for me to talk to her. So it's kind of like that. You know, put it into perspective. And if it's somebody that you want to, that you're attracted to, and you just kind of lose your words over, remember, She wants to talk to a man 
who is confident. Sure, they like for them to be kind of giggly and, and clamor over them once in a while. But when it comes down to it, they might think it's cute that you do that, but they won't want to date you because they want to date confidence. And that's what I got out of this conversation with Eddie. And that's what I get out of my own personal experiences as it pertains to not just women, but also asking for a raise or saying, I want this particular job or I want to do this particular uh, project or I want to work with a particular client. I have no problem talking with somebody in reference to that because I know the confidence that I have and I know what I bring to the table. So again, guys, we can have this conversation and continue this conversation at our Men of Abundance community Facebook group. Just go to menofabundance.com forward slash members, get access to that group, and let's continue this conversation. Let's see if we can help you gain the confidence that you need for whatever it is that you want to move forward with in your life. Now, go out and live your life of abundance and make sure to pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.